you by Boo Crew Media and Company Burger. Located at 4600 Ferret Street, the best burger joint in New Orleans. Make sure you go check them out. Um, God, I, could, I could go for one right now. Um, Justin Appley in the studio with Ross Tibino. Uh, before we get to this, Ross, uh, tough one last night. I wanted to, you know, I was, I, you just came in. I was saying, thank God we didn't do this at 10 a.m. because I was extremely heated uh, this morning. And listen, I tweeted this out last night. The Pelicans lost the game. If they just hit, if Devontae Graham goes up, hits two in a row, the game's over. Brandon Ingram hits two in a row, the game's over. Okay, I, I get that part. But last night, Ross, was unwatchable. For three hours, we had to sit down and watch the Denver Nuggets continuously bitch and complain about every fucking call. And, the, and like, we were just talking about, the rest gave out five technical fouls last night. They should have had about ten. Yeah. And it's just it's just unwatchable. Jokic is bitching, complaining every second. It's unwa- It's a problem. And to the point of like Jokic, then just start getting every single call. They shot twenty one free throws in one quarter. Twenty one free throws to nine. Like let that sink in. That that's a that's a whistle every twenty seconds, every fifteen seconds. It's it's not fun to watch. Right? I mean, am I am I wrong on this? But like, I don't know if I'm overreacting. But I get the Pelicans lost last, last night. They could have controlled winning that game. But the referees literally stole that game from the Pelicans last night. Yeah, I mean, I won't go that far and say they stole it. But, I mean, look, combined, I think there was like over 70 free throws in that game. It's think- just it, – it's it's too many. Um, in my biggest issue, I said this year, it, it's kind of the same. It, it's different, but the same, at least in my opinion, um, of what Harden used to do with the, with the kind of swing through and all of that. Right. And Jokic is so big and he's he he's cre- he's creating a lot of that contact almost all of it. Yeah. And and I just I struggle to re- that I struggle with the notion that the league rewards that that type of play. Like it's okay. I don't care that you're playing that way, but just understand that like you're not going to get a free throw every time that you are, are barreling through the lane cuz I mean, it was like the one he was complaining about it. He wanted a call on the play where he busted Valanciunas's lip, where he led with the basketball, p- popped him in the mouth, and laid it up and wanted a foul. Yeah, it's like I mean, there's a lot of plays like that throughout the game where, and he's such a skill, he's such a good player, and guys his size generally can't put it on the floor like that, and that that's great. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from from Jokic. He, he's unbelievable. He's, he's a great I mean, player. He's unbelievable. But I just don't like that. You know, you get in these points of the game. And those guys start taking advantage of the whistle because they know it's coming. Right. And the referee is 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 expecting they are expecting a foul, so they start blowing the whistle early. And it's this weird thing where it's like, dude, he didn't like he didn't get touched. If anything, he created contact, and you're giving him a foul for it. I just I really I don't I have a big problem with that. Aaron Gordon had 15 free throw attempts last night. It's career. It's a career. It's a best. It's a best for Aaron Gordon. 15. He averages three. Okay, everyone was like, Aaron Gordon was being aggressive last night. Well, if he's he's aggressive, you know who else is really fucking aggressive is Brandon Ingram. And yeah, maybe B.I. had 12 free throws, whatever it was. Like, 13. 13, but uh, when Zion Williamson comes back, you think he's getting the same calls as Jokic? And like, I get it. It's it's Jokic. He's an MVP player. He's a, he's a, he, he puts butts in the seats. I understand that. But call it, call it game fair. It was, just, it was just call a game time, fair. It was just the time of the game, right, where he, he had, 
it, it just looked really bad because he was taking advantage of the whistle and they were they can yeah. they kept giving it to him and so it's like guys at some point you got to just let him play a little bit i mean they're not he's just barreling into the paint and creating this contact like yes there's going to be contact it doesn't mean it's a contact does not mean there's a foul this is Aaron Gordon was literally skating. Uh, it's from Kyle. Yeah, I know. He was skating. Yeah, was, that's I mean, that's, they, they at one point they, he took four steps last night. And it, was foul, it was an and one called on Jackson. Yeah, it's look, just, I, we, we could go about this. I, I, the NBA is, is super inconsistent in how it's officiated, but it's a problem. And, and it, it it's is, a problem. It's frustrating. At the end of the day, and and why I say that they didn't steal that game from us is because we stole the game from ourselves. Yeah, you, you we're got, we're gonna get into yeah. that. We're gonna get into that. I, I want to talk about this because there was a play late in the, or midway through the fourth. Herb Jones takes a clear charge. It's a clear charge. I mean, like I don't know, understand how you could call it a blocking foul. Um, and the baseline referee calls a block, and Willie Green's like, "That's so just ridiculous." I have to challenge this. So let me ask you this, Ross: If there's this referee problem, things and the challenge has been here for three or four years, why is there only one challenge? And if you're successful, why do you lose that challenge? I feel like that Willie Green gets the challenge right. He should be able to challenge any other player that he wants to, but he has to use the challenge on a blatant charge call that's called a block on Jokic. And then we, I mean, it's clear as day. We, you know, the call gets overturned. It's our ball, but why does Willie Green lose that challenge? That's another thing I, th- yeah. I feel like. The I mean, I think it's probably just a, 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 you know, it's a speed of play thing. Um, look, if it was me, there would, I don't know that I would have any challenge. I, I hate it. I, I mean, I, I absolutely dread every time they go to the monitor, they stop the flow of play. They do this thing. I hate it. I mean, I totally hate it. I think, I mean, they already have too many damn timeouts, TV timeouts and everything. I, I would rather just play the game. Just to be honest, I hate it. I mean, I, I absolutely despise it. Look, it's great that they get some calls right, but I find there's a bunch of those plays where they go look at it and they, I still don't agree with what they did. And the, the right. even the announcers always are, you know, kind of joking about it. If you watch, you know, some of the nationally televised games where, you know, they'll be like, they'll give their opinion on it and then, they, you know, they won't overturn it. And so it's like, what's the point of all this anyway? No, I agree. I'm with you on that. Let's let's. All right, I'm over the game. I, yeah. you know, I've, I've gone on my rants and things like that. You're also gonna see a dog on the couch if you're watching on YouTube. It's a little Nova. Uh, she's joining us today. She's so sleeping. So, um, let's talk about Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum because I think, you know, going into this this trade, I was I knew of CJ's caliber, like mm-hmm. pretty good basketball player. But my God, those two together on the court are impressive because CJ's a three level scorer. B.I. is a three-level score. When you, when you have guys like Jonas Valanciunas and, God forbid, Zion Williamson comes back, those guys are setting screens for those guys. I mean, there are so many things you can do. And, Ross, like, they are a serious one-two punch on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they are. Um, I We knew McCollum was good. Like you said, we, I mean, we knew the things he could do, right? Knockdown shooter, one of the better three-point shooters in the league that he had a little bit of off the bounce, you know, pick and roll juice, but I don't think we, I don't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect him to be quite this good. And sort of, I think what you're seeing is that freedom in the backcourt to sort of play. I mean, he was always not, not so much in Lillard's shadow. Cause I think there were times when Lillard was out and he played really well, but he, uh, he seems to just be more free than he was there. And I think a lot of that is cause he's just handling the ball more. And the one thing, that he's doing just a phenomenal job of. He's never been a guy that turned it over a lot, but I mean, he, he barely turned he turns it over once a game, maybe twice a game. His decision making is, is elite. He's not trying to do too much. Right. Um, he's obviously a really good scorer, you know, in, in the pick and roll, but still, I think the fact that he's 
basically transitioned from sort of a combo guard to, to here doing some, you know, he's still kind of a combo guard, but handling the ball a lot more than he did in Portland um, and still keeping his turnovers, you know, really low. He's getting us into good stuff. Um, and obviously he's been super efficient. So yeah. I, I, look, it, 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 if we, you could not have asked for anything more, right. I mean, and, nothing more. And, and that, that's, and we're talking about just the on the court shit. Oh, we haven't got off the off court shit. We're about to get into later in the show, but it also frees up Brandon Ingram. So BI last night, clearly struggling. Aaron Gordon's in his shit. He's affecting the game early on. He starts over six, has a couple turnovers. And what was nice and what we haven't been really used to is BI doesn't have his stuff. Well, CJ can carry the load for a little bit. And then once BI got cooking, that's when, that's when it was kind of over and they went on that serious run. They go up, I think, 11 or 12 points there in the third quarter. They make an awesome run and they kind of run out of gas late in the fourth. But you had mentioned, Ross, walking in, still crunch time struggles. And listen, this is the first time I think, is this technically the first time that they've been in crunch time together? I want to say probably it, the last yeah. three or four games. Were so, just blowout. yeah. So we kind of saw what CJ and BI and how they can play and things like that. And the, the lane's still a little bit clogged up for my liking, but you know, when you got Herb, BI, CJ, Zion, JV, I think that's going to be really tough to stop. Yeah. I, I thought the, we, yesterday in the last four or five minutes mm-hmm. was the first time I felt like we, we, we just kind of we're, we're saying, oh, you know, we had almost an oh shit mentality of, okay, get it to CJ or get it to BI. And we were finding ourselves in that six seconds in the shot clock. Yeah. We've basically done nothing with the ball for the first, right. you know, 15, 18 seconds of the shot clock. And it would, you know, divulge into some, you know, either a tough shot from McCollum or a tough shot from Ingram. And we talked about it. I thought there were opportunities there to not necessarily go to other guys, but to exploit other matchups, yeah. you know, Hernan Gomez was not going to stop Jokic no, on the other end, but no. at the same time they were playing Jeff Green on Willie and letting Jokic rest, basically stand in the corner with Herb and not do anything. There was an opportunity, I think, to play a little bit of a three-man game there, and instead we, you know, I think we we tightened up a little bit and, and ended up in a lot of tough one-on-one situations. But that, there's learning. I mean, there's learning yeah. stuff there. Yeah. I'm super encouraged with what McCollum and Ingram have done together. I mean, at yeah, at the end of the day, I think Willie did a great job actually of adjusting uh, there in the second and third quarters. Mm-hmm. That he started using BI and CJ as, as ball screeners, and they couldn't figure out how to handle it. That's when BI started getting his mismatches and CJ McCollum. I think late, la- I think it was in the f- late in the fourth. I think JV stepped up for CJ three. CJ went off it, and they're playing sync coverage, and just CJ just knocked it down. The Pelicans haven't had a guy like that in years, man. It was so good to see. And I think moving forward, Ross, when they get in more and more of these situations, they're going to be fine. But I think that was their first time in crunch time. And they struggled a little bit last night. But listen, the referees, was a, that was a tough game. The Nuggets are a tough team, uh, just in yeah. general. And just to have a double-digit lead, should have won the basketball game, that, that's really encouraging. Yeah, Valanchunas going out. Um, that killed. Yeah, it hurt us on both ends. It, that, it hurt us on did. both ends a lot. Cause he can bang with Jokic and like, you know, he can, yeah, and they wouldn't have been off. able to, yeah. And they wouldn't have been able to switch, uh, you know, Jeff green on the Willie. And it, it just, it affected a lot of True. things on both ends sort of went, went downhill for us quick there. But otherwise, look, you just, you went, I mean, it's a hell of a road run and it's not that's over not, yet. It's not over right? yet. You got, you got Memphis tomorrow. Um, and t- for me, that's a huge game. It's huge, huge. And, and Memphis, look, Memphis has been great. Uh, it's it's tough to say you you're expecting to go up there and win, but I think, I mean, those West Coast trips are tough. You went, you won at Phoenix, at LA, at U- blew Utah out, which is a phenomenal win. Had to come back home, went to Utah, then go back to Denver, 
win back, there. Exactly. Back Sacramento. to Den- Denver. If you can pull off a win against the Grizzlies, then you got a, you've got a little reprieve at home, right? You got the Magic at home. You've got, I mean, the Hornets are still kind of a hit and miss team, but they hadn't been very good lately. You've got the Rockets, and I think you got Phoenix yeah. again without Chris Paul. So, an opportunity here. If, I, that's what I'm saying. If we looked at the schedule, and, and I'm still pissed off about the loss last night, but if you looked at the schedule and you saw these first five games, and you were like. Hey, we're gonna go four and one. Would you take that? Exactly, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely, any yeah. West Coast trip. I mean, those are tough because yeah. you got Phoenix is tough. The Lakers are what they are. I mean, I, that that we have. I guess we haven't talked much. Lakers are bad. That team they ran out there against us is a bad. It's just a bad. Oh, it's just a bad team. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah. it, whatever. It is I'm what not it worried is. about them. No, I'm not either. Um, and then you know, Sacramento's is up and down. But I mean, I think to go out there, I mean, you blew out three of those games. That's great. That shows you, I think, what. It's serious. It's it's it is it, it's serious, and um, you know it's hard to watch a game last. I say I feel like I've said this every time we've talked, but it's hard to watch a game last night and not think about what. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Zion Williamson because um, it's hard as. You, but you've been saying that for months. You've been saying that for months. Um, that it's hard to imagine. Like imagine Zion Williamson in this lineup. Because you it built is, the team. Because that's what you, it's scary. Right, you built the this roster. You you constructed this thing in the offseason right. around what you thought would be there, this this integral centerpiece. And now you've added another super very, very high level player that also fits right with the style of play that, that theoretically Zion's gonna bring. And and there, so you just I just can't help but think about you've got this dynamic um offensive force. That's a big three surrounded by I mean, Ingram, who's playing at an all-star level, McCollum, who's playing at an all-star level, Valanciunas, who has a skill set, I think, that to a certain extent will will will, will complement some of the things Zion does. And then you've got this sort of, you know, Swiss Army right. knife, Herb, and then some other stuff. So it's, it's, it's like I said, last that. night, especially, you get in those last three, four minutes and Valanciunas had yeah. gone out and we were kind of struggling to do It's like, man, those are the times it'd be really, really nice to have. A base, just a, a twenty six point bucket. per game, yeah, a bucket. Like he's right, a bucket out. My and way. not to say right. exactly, like it's great to have, everybody's really excited, and I am too. It's nice to have another guy that can handle the ball and get his own shot. Yeah, that's awesome. Like sometimes though, it, it like you just you need play that bully game. ball. So, I mean, that's what Jokic did. You play bully ball. And just, can exactly. play bully ball. So, uh, but let's talk about. It. So yeah. CJ calls him out All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. JJ Redick calls him out. You know, a couple days after. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, whatever, you know, all that stuff's happening. So clearly you've seen now mm-hmm. Zion Williamson's camp starting to feel the heat, right? Um, and so there are reports, obviously, of Zion being back on Saturday. Uh, pictures come out of Zion Williamson at church on Uptown on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's at um, another picture of him with, uh, I guess, his two dogs and his stepdad at a, it looks like a, a dog center, or, you know, what, what am I looking? What's the word I'm looking dog for? Dog grooming? No, when dog grooming, it's a I don't pet have store. Pet I got store. dog pet store. So, um, you're starting to see more and more of him. You're starting to see more of him in and around the city. What do you think this means? I guess moving forward, because he's kind of he's been cleared for basketball activities. Does this mean that this is the ramp up time? Does this mean that he'll get some practice time, some floor time? We don't know yet, but it's at least exciting and it's at least nice to see. Zion Williamson is camp playing the game. Okay. Right. When I say playing the game, just show us a couple pictures. He's in the city. He's back home. Now everyone's like Zion. We miss you. We're excited to have you. And it's, that was always really, that's all we wanted. about him going wherever he went. Is it, it's just sort of out of sight, out of mind. And then 
things start happening. You've got the all-star break, you bring in McCollum and it's like, where is he? What's going on? Everybody look, the, the negativity around Zion early in the season, I thought was justified. Um, just, you know, cause nobody knew what was going on. You're told he's going to, you know, you have the whole thing about, he's going to be here for opening night. And yep. then he's, you know, that, that was some frustration there, but it, it, I think it turned into this thing where the, the narrative was that people here don't like, like that people didn't like, that's never been true. Ever. Ever. There's no, like that guy's incredible to watch. Every time he, every time he played pre pre pandemic, um, you know, the stadium's full. People want to, he's but, a but like, but you have Kendrick among, Perkins saying that he, nobody he's was, idiot. he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, people love, we want to watch, we want him to play. We want him to be part of this. Last year was frustrating. You got Van Gundy, who's this grumpy guy. Like, clearly, there's something good going on here. You're starting to win games. You got McCollum, who seems like the type of veteran leader that we've been looking for. Yeah. He's what we were told JJ Reddick would be and wasn't. You know, a guy that can come in and help lead and, you know, provide the right demeanor. McCollum's been everything you want him to be. Like, it's, it's your time now, big boy. Let's show back up. Come on. If you can, like, if you can ramp up and give us something, even if you, you play the last six, seven games, just give, just something. Understand, look, you've been dealing with the injury thing. It sounds like the foot thing is real. That's obviously, you know, most important, getting healthy. But God, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be great to see him on the court. Even, like I said, even if it's 15, 20 minutes a game, those last handful of games of the season and then into the, you know, whatever's going to happen postseason. But this this comment, which you've been talking about from Kyle, is that all all we need is a workout video, right? Or or just something of like, this guy's grinding. He's coming back. That's all people want to see. Just the anticipation, just building him up. But now you see like, I'm excited, right? So I'm going to go to the game, the Magic game on Wednesday at the Smoothie King Center. I, I bet you he gets a huge ovation when he comes out. If he, like, I bet you that's going to start turning the tide here of like, yeah, we want Zion here. Exactly. I mean, the, the one guy that I think about, and I know we talked about other people that have been hurt in the past, but I, I recently saw uh, probably two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, you saw Jamal Murray one where it was, it was in pregame and he was out there just sweating, run, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, clearly ramping right. up to join the team at some point. And it's like, that's all, all people want. They just want to know that you want to be back, that right. you're on the court busting your ass to join your teammates that are grinding it out. I mean, playing great, grinding it out, big road stretch, like get back with them, become part of the, you know, the camaraderie and the team ship and everything else. And let's see what can happen. These last, whatever it is, 30 games. Right. Yeah. And once again, I think people are worried. I've, I got a couple questions yesterday. I wanted to make this very clear. People are like, well, who goes to the bench Jackson or JV or it's like, if Zion does return this year, he's coming off the bench. Like Zion's gonna come off the bench. I, I, I hate yeah, to. It'd be, it'd be hard it's gonna to be like 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and I think that would be the most. It's really late in the year. I mean, it's very late in the year. You you got Jax who's been doing a nice job at the four, and then it's fun. but if you imagine Zion coming off the bench, there are things you can do with that lineup. Now it's pretty scary, and if you get him for 15, 20 minutes a night, that's better than not having him for fifteen or twenty minutes a night. And I bet you he can be very efficient in those fifteen or twenty minutes a night. People are yeah. saying throw him in the starting lineup. I don't think that's the best way to go right now. You know, if there was 40, 50 games left, then sure. But right now you have a really good thing going on with that starting five at Jacks at the four and JV at the five and the rotation. But yeah, it just it just totally depends on when he comes right. back. I mean, it's you're you're down. I mean, this is the I mean, there's a month left of the year. I mean, I think the, our last game is April 10th. It's March 7th. So it's, I mean, you're, you got a month left of basketball of regular season basketball. He hasn't even, I mean, he's done nothing to our knowledge right, in terms knowledge. of like, I mean, right. I, I still think him playing this year is probably, I mean, I don't, Who knows? I'm saying it'd be great if he does. I, I don't. Right. It's and probably also, won't new scheme, 
new players, yeah. new coach. He's never played with CJ. Yeah, he's never played not, with JV. He's never if, played with Herb. Like, we need, there's, to, there's we, need to, we need to like put it out that he's probably not going to play. Like, just understand. I, I don't. I, I mean, don't. If I had to say like, it, I would. Right. I'd give it. I'd say 70, 30 that he doesn't mm-hmm. play. And if he does play, it should be. I would love him to play, based off of all the shit we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, at the at the end of, the, I mean, they're not going to risk this guy messing a foot up for you know for four games. No. Or something. I mean, just uh, once again, if I spill coffee on me myself one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, once again, presented by <laughs> Company Burger, located 4600 for Red Street. Um, let's talk about a guy that's not being talked about a lot, and I think he's just been everything and then some. And I didn't expect anything from him was Tony Snell. Listen, Tony Snell has come off the bench every game. He's shooting 48, 49% from deep. Okay. Is this like a fluke? I have no idea, but he's been very productive off the bench. He's a long body. He can match up like two to three, three to four to five. He can bang a little bit. Did you expect that from Tony Snell? And not to mention Larry Nance possibly coming back soon. And you, as you, as you described him, a bigger and better version of Josh Hart. Yeah, I don't know if he's a better version, but he's just a forward version of, of Josh Hart. Yes. Hustle. People yes. are gonna, he's just a guy that you're going to like being on your team. He's hustling. He makes hustle plays. He makes he makes a lot of those plays that get people out of their seats. A big block. A yes. big roll to the rim yes. dunk. He's just yes. a hustle guy. Yeah, he's going to be fun to have. But, I mean, look, I didn't expect anything from Tony Snell, but he is a career 40% three-point shooter. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he, I mean, he's a guy that's just all, you know, he's, He's just a way. He's just a, hey, a veteran guy off the bench that hey, you can been trust. Been in the league for ten years. I think if you ask Tony Snell to go out there and play 33, 34 minutes, you're not right. going to be impressed with the results. The 10, 12. But I think in that type of situation, you will be. He's a guy that can go and knock down open threes, guard a couple positions. But I mean, he, he does. He's just not giving you much else offensively. You don't really want him putting it on the floor no. or anything. But hey, go stand out there and knock down an open three. He's he's I, I, like he's proven throughout his career. Just go. I mean, he's been in the league since twenty thirteen. He's a career forty percent three. Yeah. And then, not to mention, it's not fake. I mean, he can shoot. He can shoot. Not to mention, another guy that's kind of reemerged from nowhere is Najee Marshall. And Najee, as we we talked about Najee early on this podcast, why he struggled. It's like we're trying to do way too. Like one, you're not a ball handler. Yeah. Two, like you're not this like creator. I I don't know if summer league. Summer league was like almost bad for him. Yeah, because like you know he's coming off PRs and downscreens. Like Najee, you bust your ass up up and down the court. You slot cut, and then if you're open for threes, you hit them. Yeah, and I think he's starting to see now, like, oh, this is my role, and he's starting to exceed at it. He's starting to be once again more productive minutes. Last night had a great slot cut. Um, I think he might have had uh, a couple steals, but there's one instance I think Devonte steals it. He does this ridiculous like up and under, like reverses it, misses it, but Najee's there busting his ass to get the rebound, gets fouled. I think hits a couple free throws. That's the Najee Marshall that we've all loved. And I'll tell you who I, I've I've liked watching the last we'll call it week and a half, basically yeah. since the All Star break, is Devonte Graham coming off the bench. Yep, has been. I think he's been a net positive almost every single and a big net positive in in basically every game since the All Star break. He might have. I mean, there may be a couple small ones in there, right. but he's played really well. He shot the ball really well. Yeah. Um, you've got to respect a guy like that that comes in. You trade for him. He starts for most of the, you know most of the season. McCollum comes in. You move him to the bench, and he just takes the role in stride. And not only does he take the role, he excels in it. Can we talk about that for a That's second? Being a veteran, that's, that's being a team guy, and it's not it's not that you are now less important. Right. I could argue the opposite. Right, you're coming in with the 
against a second unit, we need you to do certain things. Right. Last night, unfortunate that he missed that free throw, but otherwise, I thought he played a, another pretty solid game. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention about Willie Green. So on this topic, Willie Green, um, this is why you know he's the right guy. So uh, I think it was, there's a story, I, I forget it was from Christian Clark or, or Lopez, whoever it was, but they came out with Willie Green talked to Devontae Graham. Mm-hmm that he's going to be removed from the starting lineup and be moved to the bench. And there are certain ways to do that, right? So you could text him. You could call him. Willie Green didn't do any of that. He went to his house and was like, this is what we're going to do with you. He communicated. And Devontae's like, you know what? You're right. My numbers are, haven't been great. Like There was like that, that, that connection, right? Like, not the Devontae shows up one day. And you hear this all the time. In sports, Devont- mm-hmm. a player shows up and doesn't realize, like, why am I not in the starting lineup? There's no communication. There's no explanation. Willie Green went to his house, explained to him why, and was like, this is what we need from you in the second unit. And I think he's really – like he's, he's doing a nice job. Okay, yeah. he's, he's being more efficient than he was in the starting And lineup. if we're being honest, it's probably the best role for him. Yes, it is. He, it's it's we, probably a right. role he's more fit for. It's what he was doing sure. in Charlotte. I mean, he was, he was coming yeah. off the bench last year in Charlotte. I, sure. So I don't think it, you know, it's not out of the ordinary um, – you know, I, I you just we've talked a lot about the changing culture, right? That's been a big yeah sort of you know rallying cry, I think, for for a lot of the season. Um, and this kind of stuff speaks to it. It it just does right. the same way Jackson Hayes going from being awful early in the year, right. doing a little G League time, and now coming up and starting and playing really well. It's like all of these things matter, um, and and they they don't always translate directly to a win right away. But over the long term, it does, right? right? And I think you're starting to see the residual effects of some of that changing culture. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of wins, completely agree. And then there's another comment from Willie Green um, when we had that just awful loss at home against who am I blanking on? Who did we lose to right before the All Star break? Uh, it was a bad loss. It's like I don't know, just whatever. Miami? No, when San Antonio. Was it? No. Dallas. Dallas. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> 33%. Not bad. We lost to Dallas and Willie Green. Keep firing off teams. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Willie Green goes to the presser. He's like, yeah, we're going to look at the rotations about Garrett Temple. Cause we were all, yeah. we we're like, oh, why, geez. why is Garrett Temple? And he made the right call and he made the right adjustment. But what I respect the hell of Willie Green is he admitted, he's like, you know what? We need to look into it. If adjustments need to be made, they will be made. And he made them. And that is that's what shows you why he's going to be such a good coach in this league is because he can adjust. Is he gonna go through rookie mistakes? Absolutely. This is his first year. Yeah, he's gonna have rookie mistakes. There's gonna be things that don't work. There's gonna be certain sets that don't work. There's gonna be certain rotations that don't work. You're gonna question why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Why isn't he playing Trey Murphy? Why is he playing Garrett? There, this is first year. But to see him making these adjustments and being like being pretty effective in the adjustments. Is pretty impressive. He's 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 been everything and more that yeah. we've needed. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, we've he's had the two lane game yeah. the other, you know, over the weekend. He nailed the coach. He's out in Mardi Gras. Like you're just starting to see. Like um, Jose Alvarado has just been incredible out yeah. in Mardi Gras. It's he's just like the as you said, he's the, the culture. He's the best. He's I mean, best. another guy. I, he's like it's like why. At first, I remember we joked, we're like, we need Jose Oversado. We need him ho- over yeah. And then, like, he started playing. It's like, no, we seriously need, yeah, we Jose. Actually need him. Like, we Oversado. actually need him, but he should be playing. Yeah. Um, he's been a great story. Yeah. Yeah. He has. I, th- I thought, um, you know, going back to last night, too, it's just, like I said, it's frustrating because we had the, you know, Herb made the big play, got the steal in the bucket. I just felt like we had a bunch of chances to win, but, you know, Herb obviously got it. We've talked about a lot. I keep waiting 
for like for some, I keep waiting for, for something to happen, right. For, for him to get tired or just for him to get just abused one night by like a veteran score. I just keep waiting for something. And it just, what he did against Donovan doesn't, it's just not happening. Like I I keep, I mean, I do, I I watch a game and I'm like, maybe this is going to be the night third shows a little bit of the rookie legs or, you know, like just a good veteran score just kind of eats him up. Like it's just not happening. And and listen, if you look at the box score, right? So I'm glad you brought this up. He had to guard Devin Booker around the all-star break. He had to guard Devin Booker, LeBron James, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell. And last night had, who was he guarding last night? Uh, kind of all over. He, did, he guarded Monty Morris. Yeah, he's all over. Whatever. Over everybody, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, if you look at the box score, you'll see like LeBron had 30 and, and Booker had 30. It's like, well, Booker had 30 on 25 shots. Exactly. Like LeBron had 30 on like 22 yeah. shots. You know, like very inefficient stat lines. Of course, yeah. LeBron's like, go get his 25, 30 against so a superstar takes 25 shots. Like he's probably going to score 25 points. Right. Right. That's good. That's why yeah. you blew those teams out. Exactly. And, that, and Herb Jones has just been just incredible. And there's just, there's just such a bright future for this team. So it sucked, you know, it sucked that we lost last night. I'm over it. Let's talk about the schedule. And then we'll wrap it up. So the next five games at Memphis tomorrow night, you got a back to back. So Memphis and then Orlando, uh, Charlotte, uh, Houston and Houston Phoenix. and Phoenix. So somebody said, if you go four and one here, yeah, those are, so I, I think you've got a really good chance there to go, you know, four and one. I think you can handle you Phoenix home. at home. I, I'm kind of looking. Yeah, I think so too. Without without Chris Paul, I mean, I don't know that they're. I mean, they're a good team, a really good team. Good. You can beat Phoenix right. at home. Um, I'm actually looking at that next set of six games because that's when you're really playing. You, this Real is kind of you got. I don't even know. Yeah, you've got. Well, these are you, you sort of have a little Eastern Conference. You got the Magic and the Hornets, but then you, after you play the Suns, you've got. I think, I think you've got the stretch of basically six or seven games that are going to decide where you where you seed out. Right. You've Who are those next six? Spurs. Gotta have it. Hawks. Okay. Spurs, Hawks, Hornets all, all on the road. Okay. Bulls, Spurs, Lakers, Blazers, Lakers, Clippers. The Spur the the two Spurs, the two Lakers are everything. So I mean it, 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 it is. And then you and you also have the Blazers and Clippers in there too. So it's like you've got a string right there late March. That you control, you control, right? Like you're not that's you're because you're watching. not oh no, absolutely. And because you're not like everything is in play here. Everything is in play. Right now you're you're the ten seed, you know uh, you're six back of the Clippers. But like, I don't that Clippers team I think is is gonna. I mean they looked terrible last night. Yeah, they got they played decent. But I mean they've played decent better than I expected. I don't think they're that games. good. I don't, I don't either. Um, like I, if it was Clippers, we'll Clippers see. Pelicans in a play in, I'm like okay, I, let's go let's oh, go God, to I Crypto Arena. Whatever I love that. I'd, I'd love take that. that all day. Yeah, I, I think I'm curious what's going to happen in that range. I think Port, Portland's done. Um, so you, yeah. you've you've got your teams for the playoffs, unless the Spurs go on some kind of big run, which I don't see. Um, it's going to be about how where do they all fit? Yeah, right. Between between, I don't think the eight is out of. I really don't. You really don't think so? I don't think so. I think that Clippers team is going to continue to kind of work back. Um, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I, look. This just isn't a tough string of game. Magic, it all takes the five-six game Rockets, win streak, right? Spurs, Hornets, Spurs, Lakers, Blazers, Lakers, Clippers, Kings. Bla- That's your next stretch again. There's a note like all no, of those teams are way under 500. All yeah. of them across the board. And That's now, granted, we are point. too, but still, but we're um, a good team though. <laughs> but I mean, those are team. those are a lot of very very winnable games. Right. And I think right. as you get even later, once you get into late March, you may see the Spurs kind of. You know, losing some games on purpose. If they continue to fall yeah. farther out of it, they might lose a couple games on purpose. Right. 
I don't know where the Hornets are in the East, but it seems like they've been losing games at a rapid pace. They were just on like a six-game losing streak. Yeah, shirt. I think Hayward's probably out for the year. They may start to kind of mm, lose some games on purpose. Yeah. Portland, same thing. Once they fully fall out of it, they're clearly building for the future. I think you may see them lose some games on purpose. So all that to say, the I mean, it, it, everybody, I mean, we're in a playoff race here. Obviously, these games are important, but it's who you're playing where there's some games where you could you could really have a big swing. You win those Lakers games, you win those two Clipper games. And I think <sighs> Do yeah. we have two do we have two Lakers games at home or is it split? Uh you've got it must be split. Huh? You've got a split. You go uh Lakers at home on the 27th, and then you're two right back to the Lakers that, that next Friday. Yeah, that's enormous right there. That stretch right there is everything. Mm-hmm. So now it's this is exciting times. So yeah. I know it's the, the play in, whatever, but it's a it's a playoff whatever. race, you know, whatever. whatever. Screw you're it. So hunt. but even, even if even if you didn't have it, like you're in the hunt for the eight. Like I mean, if, yeah. No, I know. I, I as you mentioned, like the Clippers can I just don't think they're that good of a basketball. I don't either. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't see it. So um no, it was good. I'm glad we got to finally yeah. you know, we had a. Mardi Gras and then the final four for us at country day. And it's been a, it's been a tough week and you've been at home. So glad to get back in the studios. We're missing Stephen Offner, but Nova tried to come in. And- I think I actually did a much better job than Offner. Um, great insight from Nova today. Um, <laughs> that would be my dog sitting on the couch right now. Didn't so. mispronounce anyone's name. I thought she did a phenomenal Crushing job. It. Yeah. So thanks for joining us on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe. It helps our podcast out. Once again, shout out to boot crew media and company burger. Got to go check out Adam soon. I cannot wait. Um, other than that, big, big stretch coming up starting against Memphis tomorrow night. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Propels Talk. We're out of here. Ross Tivno, Justin Apley. See y'all later.